Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer and I break down everything from last night's Monday Night Raw, especially the end of that show and The Fiend, probably the hottest thing going in the WWE. The Fiend is must-see television, and the constant thread of when The Fiend will show up is why we're watching Raw. Also must-see TV on WWE is the King, Baron Corbin. Call him King Corbin. He is ruling the WWE right now in another great match last night. All hail King Corbin. I think he's the best heel in the business. And still the controversial comments of Kenny Omega about the NXT roster, and I get Tommy's take. Man, in one week, Kenny Omega went from most beloved to most hated. you got to watch what you say in the world today. Kenny Omega, what up? All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Seth Rollins opens up Raw. Well, I, want, I really want to get, I think we should start at the end of the show. I think we should start with The Fiend. I mean, that's what everybody wants to talk about. Probably the biggest thing going in the WWE, Tommy, right now is the Fiend Bray Wyatt. You actually are wearing the Bray Wyatt t-shirt yep, today. right off of uh, WWE.com. <laughs> Got it off of uh, the dollar. They sent me emails while I'm watching Raw. And I go, all right, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> and I got a Fiend shirt. I just bit the microphone. You see, I just chipped I my teeth. <laughs> I did. Um, I, I, listen, I love The Fiend. Interesting, because we're getting closer and closer. Obviously, next week, a big deal, and we're going to dive into that. But we're pretty close to Hell in a Cell, and you're going to have The Fiend against Seth Rollins. What did you think of the end of Monday Night Raw last night? I really, really enjoyed Monday Night Raw. I thought every segment was great, but the end of the show was phenomenal. Here's why. Uh, we have a main event match that was very, very good. I thought it it followed one of the better fatal four ways or five ways I've ever seen, and I thought everyone did an amazing job in that. So to come off of the heels of the match that they followed, and that's old school mentality, if you can't top the match that you just happened before you, you should not be there. But Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, they topped that match, and again, when The Fiend hit, you hear the shrieks of people. He lays out Braun, and you know Seth showed fear, which I know a lot of people, I saw some comments, like, the champion shouldn't show fear. He shouldn't be afraid. Everybody has fears, and him fearing The Fiend and 
addressing it earlier in the promo that you obviously didn't like that we have to talk about last instead of first since it's a Bizarro World segments. Um, I just loved it, and I thought The Fiend again is must-see television it really is and he's the best thing going on in the wwe in my opinion for sure and you're right about seth rollins cowering in the corner screaming like in fear doing nothing like with Braun, he put the mandible claw on braun braun was fighting couldn't couldn't fight off the fiend and then tried again when actually went after the fiend and got caught with the mandible claw a second time i really like that dynamic between The Fiend and Braun Strowman, not just because physically it's great in what we saw last night, but the history with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and Braun Strowman. Really interesting to see where that's going to go. But first things first, Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Where is this leading? Because we only have one more Monday Night Raw before the pay-per-view. What do you think is going to happen next week, and what do you think ultimately is going to happen at Hell in a Cell? The fact that we're still speculating on what's going to happen, who the hell knows what's going to happen, which means I have to tune in. And kudos to, I'm guessing, Paul Heyman for making us want to see more of this and not knowing finishes. That was our job in ECW to swerve the fans and keep on having them on this roller coaster of emotions where Pete, you know, and you think about how could the champion be afraid? Does that mean he's going to be afraid to face him? And, you know, I'll tell you what, a long time ago, I did the first ever high incident match and it was a scaffold match where he put through tables. I had a fear of heights mm-hmm. and I know about a lot of people like dreamer. I've seen you get thrown off of a lot of places. I hated it, but how I conquer, I'm crazy. I need to conquer all my fears. So, I booked this match. I talked about that in promos leading up to this. So I think Seth Rollins, it shows vulnerability because there's not one. Everybody fears something. What do you fear? I I fear uh, uh, I'm claustrophobic. I hate being in small. Alex, what do you fear? What do I fear? I don't love heights. Gabby, what do you fear? Yeah, I'm very scared of heights. Heights? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bubba fears diets. I See, we all fear things. Yes, yes I know. Beulah, when I see Beulah, I know how I can kill her. Bees. She's terrified of bees. Uh, I'm just, I feed her honey every day. <laughs> she may be allergic, but I'm just seeing if that works out. But if a bee comes around her, she freaks out and runs away. Mm-hmm. There are people who are like that with a lot of, of fears. And if you're facing your fear as a champion... That's a big thing. Remember like Rocky, when Mickey died, what was the whole thing? He had to face his fear of yeah. how can he get back to the top, brother. So it it shows weakness, but mental weakness is different than physical weakness. And if Seth Rollins can overcome that, it's going to be cool. But if The Fiend is getting over next level, you don't want him booing... Uh, you don't want the fans booing your champion, Seth Rollins. It's great. It's because we're talking about it, but I, we don't know. I don't think anyone could tell us the outcome of what's going to happen. It's a crazy dynamic if you think about it, because I think you're absolutely right. I think The Fiend is so over right now. I think the fans are going to be backing Bray Wyatt come hell in a cell. I don't know if they're going to be really cheering for Seth Rollins. He'll get those cheers when he's coming down the entry ramp. All the fans love, love saying, burn it down. But once you get into that ring, once you get into that cell... I don't think there's anybody that wants to see Seth Rollins conquer The Fiend, myself included, because then that's the end of the story. You need The Fiend to continue. I'm very interested to, 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 to see where this goes. 
And I understand what a lot of people were tweeting at the end of Monday Night Raw. Braun Strowman, even though he was flat on his back, did not look weak against The Fiend. The Fiend overcame Braun Strowman. But when it came to Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins wasn't even in the game. He was cowering in the corner. Now, if he did that, like last week, I understand it a lot more. But Braun Strowman looked strong, even in defeat. Seth Rollins, after watching that segment, how are they going to get you up for next week? Hang on, happy boy. Number one, he took two of those running Braun Strowman things on the floor. He also was up for the power slam which is Braun's finisher, How the lights went off. How do we know he didn't deliver that? He did say in his promo that you obviously didn't like, that we'll talk about later, that his he got winded or whatever when he woke up and he seen a clown in his face. How do you know the same thing? I mean, this was a little bit more, yes, I'm fearful. But, man, when you're hurt, you don't want to, like, oh, i got to fight a clown now. Come on now. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's interesting. And like you said, you're interested to see what's going to happen next week at the uh, you know the season premiere of Monday Night Raw, and obviously at the end of it all when it comes to Hell in a Cell. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156, or on demand with the SiriusXM app. I gotta tell you, I've been saying this. Mark has been saying this. Bully has been saying this. Corbin is the man. I have a wrestling company. I would invest every single thing I have in Baron Corbin. Thankfully, the WWE has. I feel he's gotten over that hump. His, and I'll tell you how great he is as well. I, like the guy personally, I had no emotional attachment to Chad Gable since his debut in the WWE. I thought he was a good worker. I enjoyed him and Bobby Roode. I did not feel sympathy for him. I just felt he was another one of those guys who'd be like, eh, he'll have a nice little run in the WWE. Since this feud with Baron Corbin, and kudos to Corbin, because a great heel, bad guy, will make a person care about their opponent and has now made a great babyface into Chad Gable, who is overcoming all odds, sound familiar like Rey Mysterio. And in these two matches that I have seen them, I have become the biggest Chad Gable fan. And the best part about Chad Gable is the people are now behind Chad Gable. And they want to see him uh, beat King Corbin. And the fact that after they have this amazing match and he's about to lose... And, and, you know, I talk about this show for wrestling fans, but also because I know so many wrestlers listen to it. They do this amazing match. Look at Corbin's face every time he's got this guy down for a cover. The kid is kicking out. Again, fabulous covers on everybody in WWE. The kid, Gable, is kicking out. And what does then Corbin look at the referee? He's like, are you kidding me? That's what makes him a great heel. The fact that he's getting frustrated. And then what he does, he takes his eye off the prize. He goes run after Gable. And what does Gable do? Move. Gives Gable an opening. And Randy Orton tweeted about it. And then he had to retract his tweet. I don't understand what was going on. That Corbin gets it. Corbin gets it. And 
for the amount of time he's been in this business, he is a top, top act. And, and man, I, I can't praise the guy enough, even though he's beaten me. I'm 0 for 2 against Corbin, but I'm going to keep on fire. I'll get him. I'll become the king. King Dreamer. All <laughs> <Well>, hell. <laughs> I would love to see that. Tommy, I couldn't agree with you more about Baron Corbin, King Corbin. I've been saying it for years. I had fights with a former host here on the show about the abilities and the strengths of Baron Corbin, and he's showing it. And it wasn't that long ago, Tommy, that I had one of my, you know, LaGreca rant meltdowns about the people hating on go away he and turn turn off the TV when they saw Baron Corbin on Monday Night Raw. I think even those most jaded haters are now coming around because that's how talented Baron Corbin is. You are so right. When it came to Chad Gable, he was just another guy. He Let's, was vanilla. Yes. He was just another guy. And Having him in the ring and the story that they're building, you actually have sympathy and emotions towards Chad Gable. You wanted Chad Gable to win that match last night. Listen, I love Baron Corbin because I know he's talented, but he gets me to buy in. And I was rooting for Chad Gable. I was actually yelling at my TV open Chad Gable was going to win that match last night. And I got frustrated at the fact that he grabbed that scepter and he used it to get disqualified. That's what a heel is supposed to do. There is nobody better than Baron Corbin right now. Yes, and think about that. I'm about to lose. I'm about to lose every single thing that I have. So what does Baron Corbin do? He cheats. And there is no finish. He gets disqualified. He's still the king. He lays him out. You have more sympathy on your baby face, and people will pay money to see Chad Gable kick that kid's ass. And it should be on house shows because sh their matches are off the charts. But Or you, you settle it at the Hell in a Cell, a stipulation, all that stuff. And But Chad Gable has stepped up his game, and that's why you're having amazing matches. And the best part, and when you do episodic television, Corbin hit the same move that he won the King of the Ring with. And when he did that same sequence and Gable flipped out of it, yep. and then our announcer even acknowledged this was the same thing, the people were like, oh, he's going to win, and he didn't. He came oh so, so close. And and how do you not get behind that? Yeah, and, and now... That's called wrestling psychology. And again, people are saying, oh, why are we seeing this match again? Now you want to see another match between Baron Corbin and Chad Gable. That's the beauty of that right now. And listen, you got to give a lot of credit to Chad Gable. He's doing some of his best work in the WWE, but that's the beauty of Baron Corbin. Yeah, man, he's he is in top of his game. If there's anything I would have loved to have seen, he came out... I, I'm i not a fan of the outfit. I understand why he has that outfit. I would have put like a nice little crown on his butt, old school. I would have got maybe a little purple, throw a little purple in there. Uh, that's my only thing. Like, and, and I just think if you're the king, you'll come out like you should come out a little bit more with some pomp and pomp circumstance. Pomp and circumstance, I get Yeah, LaGreca, you're reading my mind. Freak out, freak out. He's yeah. more of a darker type king. 
you know, and I think they're, you know, a lot of people are saying it's like that HBO, the the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. like a little bit of a, that type of a feel to it. Uh, maybe that's true. I don't know. I've never seen the show, but I think it's a little bit different. Doesn't really bother me that much. I'm I'm gonna watch. I promised Alex I'll watch the next season of Game of Thrones, so I'll start with next season. Uh, but I really do think that there's like that different feel. I think that's unique for Baron Corbin. I like that. No, there's the guys. The guys, pure money. And think of like I was just talking about. Think of all the options WWE has right now at their disposal because the war is on the horizon. But Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin, Randy Orton. The list goes on and on. Brock Lesnar, Kofi Kingston. What's going to happen? It is our job to sit here and speculate. It is the nation's job to sit here, listen to us, and be like, oh, man, I'm in tune. We're all talking about, and this is just one wrestling company. This is wait till AEW debuts. Wait till we announce our breaking news of uh, what's going on with other. And there's so much going on. And This is just, we're, we're, we're Tuesday quarterbacking from Monday Night Raw. This is this is awesome. I'm excited. Have I ever been this excited except for when me and Gabby like got engaged? I mean, come on now. That was today. 877-344-4893. 877-Fight93. You mentioned the nation, Tommy. Why don't we go to the Busted Open Nation? Let's go out to Mike in Georgia. Mike, what's going on? Hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, buddy? Really, really enjoy the show. I'm calling from uh, hometown of Ron Simmons. Damn. Nice. I went to, went to high school with Ron. But uh, didn't know him. He was a couple years ahead of me. Uh, my first sign was bring back Missy Hyatt at a Nitro, Monday Nitro show, front row. Uh, didn't go over real well. Doug Dellinger took it from us. That's baloney. Stupid but, Doug Dellinger. Uh, it, yeah, he, was, uh, he came over there pretty quick and took that away. Um, and, Tommy, you mentioned that show uh, a couple of months back that uh, we're a Mexican Masked wrestler went over the top. Nobody was there. He broke his pelvis. Oh, yes. Uh, that, that, sh- that was Super Callow in ECW. Super Callow. God, I couldn't remember that. Yes. That show was in our town. I was at that show, and that move blew everybody's mind. I mean, it was just awful. Yeah, bro- broke his hip. I've never seen him again, and that mask is phenomenal. I want to get that mask with hair and just wear it all the time. <laughs> and, and Mike, and- Mike. Really yeah. quick, who did you go to high school uh, with again? Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. Okay. Just... Yeah, great guy. Didn't know him uh, at, that much. He was a couple years ahead of me, but uh, he was a he was a tough guy back in school. Great on the football team. We had a national championship football team with him leading it. Uh, a couple of NFL players off that team. Awesome. Later on, shows my age, but. Uh, Love the show. Uh, you guys, Iceland needs to pay you guys a commission because I've never heard of them before I heard it on your show. And since then, I've watched all those episodes that you guys referred to. That's great, very cool. Great episodes. Now, Mike, uh, if you can guess, I will, since you're an old school ECW fan as well, if you can guess the t shirt that I got for Dave LaGreca, I will fly you up to either Philadelphia or Waukesha. And I'll give another clue because you're from Georgia. The t shirt that I got. The man wrestled in Georgia Championship Wrestling. Interesting. Can you guess oh, the T-shirt I got him? And or the 8x10. That guy wrestled in Georgia Championship Wrestling as well. One was a heel, one was a baby face. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dudley. Who? 
Oh, we oh, lost them. Oh, lost man. Mike. Well, uh, you were so close. We wanted to, I wanted <laughs> to get you tickets. Was, he, he Atlanta to Philly is not a, not a pricey his ticket either. His guess was 100 I never heard of Shibaba. When can I reveal one of them? Can I reveal the picture first? Alex, this is your contest. Well, you know we got to go. Really we actually, Alex, I haven't has, even tweeted it. Yet. Wait a second. There's been people that I believe on at Busted Open Radio have There's been tons of guesses. Do you want to throw out some of the guesses, Alex? Sure. From at Busted Open Radio, can I can I guess? Yes, Dave, you can guess. How, uh, Mike Jackson, phenomenal, but no. Uh, w- one guess that I've seen a lot from multiple people is Big Cat Ernie Ladd. No, and I just ordered a shirt from him uh, about him. I was going to give it to Mark Henry. Now I can't. You guys just took away a T-shirt from Mark Henry. Wow. I think you could still give it to him. No, I can't. He's supposed to get me Dallas Cowboys tickets. So until that happens, that's he's going to get a, a he's not gonna get a big cat T-shirt. Um, and if any nation member wants to bring me to a football game, I will br- fly myself there. You got to get me two tickets. I'm trying to go to as many NFL games as I can. I just don't want to pay for tickets just because that's I'm a wrestler. There's a guest for Haku. There's a guess for let's see. God bless you. Somebody, somebody guessed Buck Robley. Ooh, that's a, Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, somebody guessed Harley Race. Nope. Uh, that's about it for the guesses. Okay, well you're all wrong. So no one's coming to any House of Hardcore shows. Oh, here's another guess: Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Fabulous and great that I found fa- again. My clue was uh, he was a king. So that he means wasn't. Ron Fuller. No. Damn. That's a great guess. Oh, I'm going to I love, I can't wait to like the the video stop banging on things. The video starts air because you will see the pure childlike antics that go on here and how excited and like he gets so frustrated. He's a giant man baby. All right. I'm going to throw one out that I probably know is wrong, but I'm going to try it anyway because you said he was a king and he wrestled in Georgia Championship Wrestling, Don Morocco. No. He wasn't a king there. He was a king in these territories, brother. Oh, he's a king in the territories. Yep. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news, they have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM. No car required. Kenny Omega. Yeah, Kenny Omega. So the Kenny world Omega gets upset. Some... It's social media time. Yeah, and, We're and all listen, very sensitive. He's doing an interview in character. That's the beauty of pro wrestling. Are you in character? Are you not in character? Is this real? Is this not real? That's the beauty of pro wrestling. That's like if you, you know, if I cheat on Violetta, I could say, well, it's pro wrestling. I didn't really. It's it's make-believe, Violetta. It's not real. It's pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then I get thrown out of the house. Considering you're not a wrestler, but we'll continue uh, that. What I do this, I do a wrestling <laughs> show five days a week for three hours. His ego's blowing up. <laughs> Have you ever had a match for three hours? No. Do you wrestle five days a week? Yeah, probably. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. So Kenny Omega had these comments. Bully and I talked about it. Mark and I talked about it. I want to get your comments. But this is from... The, uh, what was the name of the site again, Alex? Sports Kita. Sports Kita. And this is Kenny Omega. Hey, one guy. Okay, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit. It is. He's some sort of ROH guy. Tall, lanky guy. You know? Donovan 
His name starts with a D. I don't. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I've never said it on TV, so how could you? No. <laughs> it's a, boom, <laughs> boom. You're right. He never. He's not even used. Okay, but I can see him. He's a Donovan dickhead, right? <laughs> <laughs> sitting there. Now Triple H will push me. I'm gonna get the TV time now. <laughs> I'm gonna stand up for the team. No, it's these children. It's these people that barely have a grasp on the English language. And they're tweeting at me saying, no, this, how dare you say that? These guys aren't developmental talent. No, they're, 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 not de they're not developmental. And they're, be they're better than you, actually. They did more for the business than you. Well, that was actually the, uh, well, the quote-unquote apology that Kenny Omega had, um, you know, based on the interview that he had that we played uh, on the show yesterday and the show with Mark on Friday, where he basically said that NXT was developmental talent. He would be the main event on any show where they would be the dark match or the opening match. And then a lot of people were in an uproar, and that was his answer to it. Obviously, in character, we're getting a different type of character from Kenny Omega, which I'm actually interested in now that we're getting closer to a weekly show with AEW. But whether it's in character or not, what did you think of Kenny's comments about the NXT roster being developmental talent as opposed to what we see in AEW? Well, that was the original branding of NXT. It was the developmental system for the WWE, though it has now morphed into its own brand. But there have been stars that get have been called up to Raw and SmackDown and have not panned out mm -hmm. the way they were in NXT. And you could look at that like any sport in professional wrestling. You look at number one draft picks uh, that don't pan out. They get traded the very next year. The quarterback from Miami, he just... Uh, he was traded from Arizona to Miami, didn't do too well. You look at Eli Manning and uh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is now the savior of New York. Uh, the list goes on and on. There's guys who, and girls who get called up. They don't get seen what they were in another place. So in Kenny's assessment, that part is correct, as well as if this is all in character, I love, love, loved that. Uh, Lacey Evans put that thing up with her getting the parking ticket. Yes, and then I was, and I wasn't like, "Oh, what a douchebag!" Uh, I was just like, "That's awesome." And I, the whole time, as soon as I saw it, and yes, I look at things through different eyes because I'm always working, brother. Um, why she would have her own cell phone out during a traffic uh stop. But the fact that then, like, the Mounties went and actually released a press statement that one of their guys Crazy. went along. That, <clears throat> hey, man, you don't have to do that. But in I guess in our society, you do. Mm -hmm. For for Kenny Omega to go out there, listen, Kenny Omega has main-evented the Tokyo Dome in the biggest shows of the year. So he can have that chip on his shoulder. In WWE, they will always tell you, don't always be about your friends. We want you to have a bit of a chip on your shoulder. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, they will all, in their heyday, have made comments. So what's wrong with making comments about, hey, I'm better than these guys? 
if it's in character, it's even better because it has the world speculating. I thought in AEW, Kenny Omega was a babyface. If he's going to be a heel, then he did a fabulous job of cementing himself as a heel. If he's going to be a babyface, then well, not the best PR you want for people to, to love you. But having a chip on his shoulder, great, because it gets, shows another layer of Kenny Omega. Tommy, what you just said is very, very interesting to me. Well, thank you, David. Because you mentioned about, like, you as a wrestler, you're always working. You have you have that mindset. So I'm wondering whether they heard the interview or whether they read the interview or whether they just saw the comments or maybe they just listened to the little bit that we played here on Busted Open the last few days. If you're a wrestler with NXT... Are you in that same mindset? Do you automatically hear that and say, well, that's just Kenny Omega. He's working. He's in character. Or do they look at those comments and say, you know, hey, a little bit of poking the bear. NXT got a very good number last Wednesday. And I'm, I, you know what? And I think that number is actually going to build over time. I don't know. It's a, maybe a different discussion when it comes to AEW. But I think with NXT, that number we saw last week, that number is just going to grow. So... Do you want to poke the bear if you're Kenny Omega? Or do you want to leave well enough alone? And do you even want to talk about the other company? Is it smart at this point to even talk about the WWE and NXT? Uh, it did not work with WCW. It actually started the... It hurt them. It started the demise. Yeah. Uh, the fact that... I think it's a different time, though. And the fact that we're talking about it, I think Kenny Omega mentioning Donovan's name helps Donovan. Uh, but if Donovan's a heel, how, why is he going to care about fighting, uh, representing his brand? There, there's all these different speculations. That's a, you know what, Tommy? I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's a great point. If Donovan's a heel, then it really doesn't make any sense because he's not going to be the one that's going to be defending the banner of NXT. Not that it needs defending, but you, you understand what I'm saying. He can't really come back and say anything because that just doesn't fit into his character or personality. And, you know, you also, I don't know if these guys, I guess they're not friends, but yes, if it's your character, you want to, you know, Matt Hardy, phenomenal at it. If this is Kenny Omega's new character, phenomenal. Uh, I will get behind it. I will get behind, you know, but uh, proof is in the pudding. Kenny Omega has been to, he left that developmental system because he was not happy there. And he went on and became a bigger star outside of that system. Maybe he has a little angst towards that system. He wasn't, he was just, he was, hey, I'm one of the best. Because he, he walked the walk and he's now talking the talk. And Kenny Omega has never been known for his great promos, but now he's got people talking like that. So if he's got that, cool. I mean, I, I guess when you're looking at it, and you're looking at it in different eyes, I know Bully was kind of on the fence, but more the fact that he loved a little bit of that from Kenny Omega, a little bit of that fire, you know, he, he really did like that. I look at it in the sense of, like, busted open. Here we are on five days a week, three hours on Sirius XM. I'm, I would never come on the air and badmouth, you know, Taz's show or... Grill and JR or Bruce Pritchard show or Tony Schiavone's show with Conrad Thompson. As a matter of fact, completely the opposite. I come on the air and I praise those shows. I, I, I praise JR. I praise Tony Schiavone and Conrad and Taz. And it's not just that I'm chasing a hug or I'm taking the high road. 
I really appreciate the fact that they're doing something like what we're doing and they're raising awareness to the sport that I love. And I think we're all under that same banner, that same community. Um, I, I, I thought we would kind of feel the same way. Kenny Omega, knowing what it's like, how hard it is, how difficult it is, even if it's in character and even if he's playing a quote-unquote personality, I don't understand what NXT has to do with that. Like, if he was talking about somebody else with AEW, I totally get it. But when you're talking about somebody that you're not even going to face, I, 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 I'm having a hard time grasping why you would do that. Uh, I, th- I feel, he, I don't know why he did it, but... Like I said, if you go back to, we're all Ric Flair fans. Mm -hmm. Ric Flair in the 80s and the 90s would talk about going to the ring, being the best performer that he is, Mm -hmm. going to beat your local baby face that you love. Then he's going to go back to the hotel, drink all the alcohol, and bang all the women who went and saw him wrestle. And people hated him for that. Yes. Or the horsemen, Tully Blanchard. They basically were they were the version of the elite. They went out there and said, we are the best in-ring workers. We have all the titles. We have all the gold. And we're going to do whatever the hell we want. That's kind of what the elite are doing. Or Kenny's doing, if he's going to be the Ric Flair mode. I get it. And but when- hang on. I don't all mean right. to cut you off. Think of Ric Flair said that on social media. Think if Ric Flair said, uh, today, I'm going to go out there and have sex with four women at once. Think of that. You womanizer, you're married. Blah, 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 blah. It, it would get him so much heat. True. But, but, and then you didn't even know Ric Flair was married. Correct. People who were watching the show had no idea Ric Flair was married. Now it's a completely different world and everybody knows everything, the ins and outs behind the scenes. But Ric Flair, when he said that he was the greatest world champion, when he went on TV and said that the NWA is the best, you know, the, 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 the greatest wrestle for the NWA and wrestle under that NWA banner, I believed it. But he never came on TV and said, you know, the NWA is better than the WWF or the NWA is better than the AWA. He never came on and said, I'm the real world champion. Not Nick Bockwinkle, not Hulk Hogan, but myself, Ric Flair. He never, he never talked in those terms. Kenny Omega's kind of crossing that line. I'm, and listen, Tommy, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm wondering if it's, A, if it's necessary, and I'm also wondering if the fans feel that maybe it is crossing the line or maybe they love it. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app. I want to get the nation's take on Kenny Omega's comments about NXT. Obviously in character, obviously being a personality. I love the fact that he's going to be a little bit different than he was before. Needs to be alive two hours every week. He's going to be one of your top superstars on AEW. We need to see a little bit more character and personality from Kenny Omega. I think we're getting that. But again, referencing the other company. Listen, I'm not condemning Kenny Omega. I'm not even saying Kenny Omega was wrong. I just think in my eyes, you don't acknowledge the other company. It also reminds me of Bill Watts with Mid-South. When things started to, to hit near the end with Bill Watts in charge of that company before he sold off the Crockett, he started mentioning the WWF. And at the time, back then, I was like, 
why is he doing that? You know what I'm saying? AWA, near the end of their run, they started not acknowledging the WWF. To me, that's kind of a little bit, to me, back in those days, like waving the white flag almost, like a last resort. AEW's got the buzz around them, man. AEW's the hip thing right now. I don't think they need to acknowledge the WWE. And I wouldn't go after, if I'm doing it, you go after, you like you said, I'm the greatest in the world. You don't need to say the other company or the person who says your name, at least let it be a top person. And nothing against uh, Donovan. I really like the guy, and I think he has a bright future. Um, but let it be a top guy, because then you say, I don't even know if he's on television. Ha, ha, ha. It kind of makes it petty. A little bit, yeah. And again, like if Ric Flair was to mention Hulk Hogan, like I'm the world champion, not Hulk Hogan, then that's making people say mm. that, well, may- maybe the perception is that the real world champion is Hulk Hogan. No, the world champion is Ric Flair. There he is. He's holding the title. He's the man. And Why acknowledge somebody that's not even on the show? Yep. All right, let's see what the nation has to say. Let's go out to Will in Massachusetts. What do you think, Will? Uh, hey, guys. How you doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, I, I've been in uh, the business for 19 years, and I kind of I kind of was trained old school. And it kind of, for me, it kind of goes, I'm with you, Dave, it kind of goes along with the lines of, you know, if you're going to crap on the, on, on the talent, really, when those – people cross paths who did you really beat if you end up wrestling those people and you lose who did you really or you know who if you win who did you really beat i kind of look at it that way i don't think he should have said what he said character in character or not um what do you think well again i i kind of agree with you here and again i listen you just said it Will, you've been in the business 19 years. You're old school. I'm 48. I'm old school. Maybe a lot of our younger fans, maybe people who are just starting in the business, look at it completely different. And if you do, that's fine. I'd like to hear why. Like, if there's a, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not condemning you. But if you right. think what Kenny Omega did was right, explain it to me. Make me look at that other side because I'm interested to see what that is. But, but will I? I again, I I agree with where you're coming from. I like to go the Bill Belichick route. Did you see the interview uh, when the woman asked him about Antonio Brown? He said, "We have to concentrate on our game. We have this week. Any more questions? Thank you. It's over. It's done. Antonio Brown is is a footnote. He's no longer a part of the team. So, just move forward. Just move on. That's and the, he's the coach. He's the one who said it." What what could the girls do when they ask another question? When they kept on asking, he goes, "I'm not going to answer any more questions." Another guy asked the questions. All right, this press console, Chris, this press conference is over. Thank you. It's that simple. Um, if you're going to acknowledge it, there's other ways to go around it. Honestly, like let's say the ratings come in and AEW does a one five, and that's high. Let's say they do a one five. That next week on television, I would have everyone holding up signs, 1-5. Hey, we did a 1-5, NXT did a 1-0. It's little, little, subtle. Hunter Horst Helmsley. That's yeah. a subtle, subtle, subtle little thing. You know exactly what he means, but it's subtle. And it's cool. You have to go the cool route about insulting people. You can't say, oh, look, you're fat and you're ugly, because then you're ugly shaming and you're fat shaming. You could say, hey, maybe you need a diet and maybe like your face needs some surgery. <laughs> like, 
that's the society yeah. we live in. Yeah. But but he was also doing in character, man. I love the character, and I've said this about the beauty of AEW. They have us hooked on characters and selling out these venues, doing it without television, with just their social media. Yeah. So when you're on social media, you have to just be careful because I seriously was like, wow, people are hating Kenny Omega. But I didn't realize that if he's going through a character change, cool. If he's going to come on AEW and be their version of Ric Flair, he can walk the walk and talk the talk. And he could talk crap about anyone because he could also out-wrestle most people. And, and and again, there were some people that were critical and there were some people that, were, that absolutely loved it. And listen... Obviously, AEW is doing something right. I mean, like you said, they're selling out everywhere they go. So they, they seem to have some of the answers. Let's go out to Dave in South Florida. Dave, what did you think of Kenny Omega's comments? Hey, I'm an old school guy just like you, Dave and uh, Tommy. I, I do agree with you at some points, but I think that the Kenny Omega thing is, is actually good. I think, like Billy mentioned the other day, the I didn't really care about Kenny Omega besides his moves, and now you're getting a little more introspective on onto his character if he's developing a, you know more of a badass character or maybe a, you know more of a smart smarky smart ass character i think that's a good thing i think you know it's i don't i don't think you guys can liken it to but you remember when uh wwe took a shot at the uh, nitro and they had the tank with the you know dx and all Hells that yeah i think it's not I, I don't think it's in the same realm, but I think it's it's the start of something like that. It changed the about? dynamic. It really did. And and also too, and 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 again, Dave, thanks so much for the phone call. We talked thanks, a little man. bit about that with Mark Henry, and Mark Henry said about that that's more a uh, company versus company. Like you know, they acknowledge WCW, maybe wh- whether you agree with that or not, but they didn't go after a particular wrestler. So I'm wondering if. If that might be the case, Steve in Pennsylvania actually has an interesting tweet. And I want to get your take, Tommy. Kenny Omega is an avid gamer. We live in a world where trash talking over a headset creates an advantage. I'm thinking that Kenny's comments were more of trash talking gamer than a pro wrestler. Fabulous uh, opinion, but he ain't playing the game in NXT. So he ain't playing that guy. Yeah. So why bring it up? And I and I understand Kenny Omega is definitely a gamer, but it, and but he but Stephen Pennsylvania said I'm thinking that Kenny's comments were more of a trash talking gamer than a pro wrestler. Well, but he's a pro wrestler, so you have to think in those terms. And again, I like where Steve is coming from because I never even thought of that. The, the whole gaming thing is is something that's not in my realm, is not in my world. Maybe that does have something to do with it. Talking trash is talking trash, but if I'm going to play you in a game like in Madden and I'm going to be on my headset screaming and Beulah's going to yell at me, shut up, the girls are sleeping. Yeah. Not that I've ever done that. Um, the You're not playing in the same game. You're not playing in the same company, so don't bring it up because you're just bringing attention to it because it's not going to happen. And Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan calling each other out. It was different because that was the dream match of the two top guys in the industry. I could see Kenny Omega calling out a Seth Rollins. I could see him calling out. There's other ways you can go about it. But uh, this has people talking, so it's good. It definitely, people talking are good. It definitely has people talking. I'm going to, um, you know, since we talked a lot about the NFL today, I'm going to go back to something that happened in 1993. 
and it was just before the mm-hmm. NFC Championship game, before the Cowboys and 49ers. Jimmy Johnson was doing an. Uh, Jimmy Johnson wasn't even being interviewed. Okay, Jimmy Johnson. J- Jimmy Johnson called in to a sports talk radio show. Think about that. The head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, not in an interview. He was listening to the radio show. Called into the radio show because they were talking about the championship game, and he said, "You know what? I guarantee." He said, "Put it in three-inch headline. I guarantee the Cowboys are going to win the game." And everybody's like, oh, my, why would he do that? He's guaranteeing a win. He shouldn't be doing that. Why would you do that in a public forum? And Jimmy, and they wound up and they they wound up beating the 49ers. And the reason he did it, he said later on, is that he felt that week in practice that the Cowboys were very, very tight. And he was worried that they were going to be tight going into that game. So what he did by calling into that show, he put all the pressure on him. And it gave the, the team something to talk about. It gave the team something, something to rally around. And they weren't tight anymore. They were loose. And it put all the pressure on him. Could Kenny Omega be doing that? Could he be putting the pressure on this quote-unquote Wednesday night war and be putting the pressure on him and not the rest of the roster? Because there's a lot of young wrestlers on that roster, Tommy. Is it maybe just, hey, you know what? I'll put it on my back. You guys relax and just do your thing. I can't answer for Kenny. Uh, I think that's uh, that's reaching. I understand why Jimmy Johnson did it because he is a great leader. That would be to me something Tony Khan needs to do. Not, uh, you know, when you talk about social media, I forgot probably one of the best, Chris Jericho. Yeah. CM Punk. Uh, Chris Jericho's the best at social media right now and could get people buzzing and talking. I mean, Bubbly was trending. Uh, for just something stupid as what Chris can do. A but, little bit of the bubbly. Exactly, Jericho. And But he's also the champ. And he's the face of that company right now going into uh, their... Uh, it's so amazing for next week. I'm really excited. I hope I live till next week. Um, you never know what happens. But it, it's a great time. And But, man, I don't know. Because I see the reactions. Kenny. I thought Kenny was a babyface. So now if Kenny's turned heel, so he's going to go into our new show as a as a as a heel. I don't know. Where did he turn? He turned on the internet? I mean, I don't I don't know how they're going to play this. Why you br- you're bringing me down from Monday Night Raw making me think all these things. I don't know. I'm so how, happy with Raw. But to, and it was a good show, Tommy. I don't know. What 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 are you getting aggravated at me for? I'm not. I'm just aggravated and I'm also hung, getting hungry. I'm sorry. But I, I don't hit my tooth again on the thing. You got to be careful. Uh, the innovator of violence. How is he going to get injured? By talking into a microphone. I've hit my um, tooth twice. Wish this. that would happen to Seth. Um, I was wondering, what? What did I say? Um, Tommy, seriously, I don't know what we're going to see from Kenny Omega because they haven't started their show yet. So is it going to be kind of like the momentum built on being the elite? I don't know. Is it going to be a complete reset? Is Are they going to piggyback off these pay-per-views? I'm sure they are because there's some stories going in. It's going to be interesting how they play that first show on Wednesday night. And they'll deliver. They're, oh. they're going to give some awesome wrestling, and they will deliver two hours. It's going to be you got to show your characters uh, what's going on. You know, you talk about impact, moving access. What are they doing? They're going to show you, hey, this is what we've been doing. This is where we're, we've been, and wait till you see where we're going. Great move. 
Let's go out to Corey in Rockland. Corey, what do you got on Kenny? Nine one four. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, actually, Tommy, I work in Yonkers. I'm, you know, not too far where uh, you used to live. Sweet. Uh, no, what I would say is, I think if you go back to the '80s, at least when I started watching, Vince would never ever acknowledge anybody else's product, and I don't think AEW as a whole should should what do you call it, acknowledge anybody else's product. You make it like you're the only. Uh, game in town you're the best game in town and nobody else exists absolutely and you know and you look at the super bowl on your own stuff. they say the rams were a great team uh they were it was a great super bowl hey we're the champs now cool thank you right and then you know what then if there are outside interviews where the people want to bring up you know to aw nxt or ww you just go you know i wish all those guys the best of luck and, do you take the high road, Tommy, as Corey's saying? Do you just take the high road? I take the high road, and then I do my little shots, like Hunter Horst tells because, me. Right, because I don't want to give anybody, plant any seed for me to go, oh, wait, I remember that person. Let me turn on USA tonight, or let me turn on Fox tonight, and then drive it away. Nope, just stay on my own product. We're just, the best. We're the only. Nobody else exists. I, I, I'm with Corey on this. And listen— so Michael Irvin was one of my all-time favorite Cowboys. That guy talked trash more than any other player. He backed it up. But what happened? When he got injured in Philly, the fans got on him. Why? Was it low class? Probably a little little low class because the guy was injured. You never want to cheer for somebody getting injured. But I think it was more than – and I actually felt for the Philly fans there because I don't think it was about the injury. It was about that. Here's this guy that's constantly talked trash all this time, and now he's laying you know, on the field, and, and they let out their frustration. It's almost like, hey, karma got you, and karma, karma bit you in the ass. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I'm a little bit of afraid of in this situation. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say it's 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 a risky it's a risky move that could have just when the media is addressing something or you're doing interview it is it is a lot harder. But if you're Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega has the proof to say, "Hey, I main evented two shows that drew X amount of people with my name on top." I'm one of the best wrestlers. I outdrew pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So he can back that up. You can, you can make the case that three of the best wrestlers in the world right now are part of AEW. Yep. Kenny Omega being, a lot of people would consider Kenny Omega being number one. So um, if, it, if anybody in that company is going to talk shit, it's probably two people. It's either going to be Chris Jericho or Kenny Omega, correct? Yes. May, oh, even over a Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.